Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Are we ready to go? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Mute. Oh, all right. <laughs> so you're listening to the Work For It podcast. I'm Brian House, your host. And I got a couple of things to say right at the head of the show before it begins. And that is thanking our sponsor. That's Maritime Knife Supply. Dot com Lawrence Lake over at Maritime Knife Supply. He's the guy. He gets it done. You need something? Take advantage of the Canadian to USD exchange rate and buy the products that you need for your next project on MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Also, a couple things. Today is Brent's birthday. That's Bald Man <sighs> Knife and Tool. It's his birthday today. So if you get a chance, go into the DMs. And say happy birthday to him or just tag him in something and say happy birthday because I know he would appreciate it. And he's got a waffle going on right now. For 20 bucks, you can buy one of his Albatross tickets. Yeah. And he's only selling a handful or like, I don't know, 20 or something like that. And he's got a few of them sold already. So it would be awesome if you supported his work and bought one of those tickets to win an Albatross model. And... Ben Siegel over at Ben's Bites also has a waffle going on, so go check out his stuff because he's got that going on, and that's a good deal as well. I don't have all the details on that one, but I love Ben's work, and I want to help support him, so that is the reason why I'm mentioning it right now. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I am dripping. I am sweating, and I am ready to work for it. Let's do it. Hit it. Brian, let's go, baby! <laughs> Woo! You're listening to the Work Forward Podcast. I am Brian House. I'm joined here with Ben, the man, the jamming man, Ben Jammin' Butler of butlerbuilt.us and Brian Woo. Cone of B-Cone Knives, the king of carbon fiber, Sharp oh, yeah. Santa himself. We are entering into Sharp Santa season. Get yourselves ready for Sharp Santa and what what are the other Dr. Cone references? We got to bring all that stuff back for the remainder of the year. Twenty, <laughs> the end of twenty twenty two. It has been a while. It's going to be the year of the Sharp Santa. Q four twenty twenty two. Let's do it. <laughs> the king of carbon fiber, baby. I like yeah, that man. one. That's that's a good one. Okay, I real like quick, I got to ask oh, you, sorry. Brian. Sorry, no, go ahead. I, I want to ask you. you I want to just real quick. Could you give me a ballpark? on how it's doing the sales of the carbon fiber how is that going it's good so we're still at that 35 dollar mark we've got roughly 30 pounds sold already so it's it's starting to 30 go 30 pounds excellent 30 pounds like packaged 30 pounds packaged and out the door already so you know we're get we're still getting orders in there's a i mean there's always a couple coming in every day the first day was nuts we had a boatload come through that first day but yeah, man, we're we're really rolling on it. And also, I want to announce something right now, right here. Between now and Black Friday, if you type in work for it, 10% off. Black Friday deal, 
now all the way through yeah. Black Friday. I'm cutting you out by the knees, Brian, because I know you started your Black Friday deal. I wanted to jump in on that too. <laughs> I see lots yeah. of people doing the early Black Friday this year. I like it. Let yeah, me man. tell you my strategy. You guys want to hear my strategy on Black Friday? I do. Do it. Okay. So, unfortunately, I you know I cannot keep up just with all the orders that we're getting on a regular basis. And, and we wanted to be able to do something pretty notable for Black Friday, right? And so we're doing the $100 off the kit. If you buy the kit and the wheels together, you know, build a Gen 4 grinder, it, you know, you save yourself 100 bucks. The shipping is included and all that. Um, you know, basically, you know, a standard Black Friday deal. The problem we had last year when we did this was that we got so many orders, we were not able to get them all packed and filled by Christmas. And a lot of times, you know, people oh, yeah. are buying for a Christmas gift, right? You want to build it with your son or, you know, do a project sure. or whatever. Or a lot, this is what else happened was a lot of guys were saying, hey, I want to buy this and build it over my, my vacation. Because, you know, they're taking time off for the holidays. Yep. And we got so many orders last year. <laughs> We were not able to get them all out by Christmas time. Plus, the postal carriers are really, you know, um, taxed around this yeah, time. They're of year. So a lot anyway, of things. Yeah. Exactly. There, there's a whole lot of delays and stuff. And I told Sarah and, and Brent, I was like, you know what? If we just start everything really kind of early, at least we'll be able to get everything out and ship. Now, this throws a lot of people off. And I had a few people like messaging me. I had one guy in particular who. When I posted about the sale, and I'd like to get some feedback on this because, you know, uh, I have the DIY Belt Grinders and Machines Facebook group that's 22,000 active members in it, and we're all discussing different topics and concepts. Well, I, whenever I have a sale like this, I always make a post and I put it in there. You know, it's just, that's how I do it. I, yeah. I put a, I do my advertising thing and it's I put it group. in there. I, it's my group, but I don't spam the group. I just do it one time. Hey, we're having a sale. And I got a message from this guy who's been a member and also somebody who I have discussed a lot of things with over the course of the years. And he's like, so is this your group or did, is this another group? Because he's like, I don't understand why you're advertising to everyone in here because this is a DIY belt grinders group. You should probably change what? the name. The of this group, of this guy. <laughs> and he says to me, "You should change it to the House Made Advertising Group." And I was like, <laughs> "So, so I well, wrote I him right that back." Group, you don't, you don't, you rarely do that, right? I and and in the last three months, when by the time he had messaged me this, I had posted twice in there, and right, both though. times they were just like welding videos or something. It wasn't any of that stuff. So, are, do you guys want to hear my response to this guy? I do. <laughs> Did you absolutely yeah. hang him or something? Like, goodness. Well, you're, you're promoting so, a sale, which means you make less fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, oh. first and foremost, I told him, I started the group, and I allow mm. all promotional posts in this group. Yeah. Noted. I let everyone post their sales and their grinders. I never delete other people who would be in my competition. I yep. never delete anything. I don't regulate it at all. I never delete posts from others unless it's offensive. And I mm. posted three times in the last two months. This I is also offensive. Post, I'm deleting yeah. it. <laughs> I, 
I said, I also post all of my videos from YouTube, which has valuable data for any home-built belt grinder, which includes wiring, tracking, etc., all for free. Yeah. And then and I said, and then he it says, well, it doesn't bother me so much, but I would think that a DIY belt grinders group, you would just keep it as DIY. Said we are going to change <laughs> the wording is. that says there's no allowed promotions because there was some wording in the rules. So just to, so you're aware, this guy dug into the wording, oh, wow. which is basic wording that Facebook puts into yeah. the group. And it said no promotional posts. I mm. did not know that was in there. So I went ahead and changed it. And then I said, I, I have allowed anyone to post their gear for sale. I've never deleted their sales or promotions. And I am a huge fan of free markets. That said, there's a business component to it. It helps people to know that they don't have to experiment and they can get what they need without a lot of time experimenting. Mm. And it, that basically shut him down. He apologized. He was like, well, I just saw your ad. And I felt like, you know, you were spamming the group. I'm like, it's my group. I'm the <laughs> one who yeah. built and, this group. And you did people. a fuck of a lot more than just saw your ad, right? He right. dug into well, the damn terms of the fucking group. And can you imagine taking the time? time? Right. Taking the time to dig up all that stuff. So I started to do some serious thinking about, you know, how we approach marketing. You know, like, what do you do when, you know, somebody goes, hey, I'm being marketed to by you and I don't like it. And mm. I, and, and so I started really taking, breaking this down and I had to get past the thought that, okay, this guy's attacking me personally, which he wasn't and right. you know, or attacking my business. And he wasn't, he was just like wanting to know. And he was kind of like trying to stir the pot. But and so after I got past the emotional component of it, because I was initially kind of upset about it, I started mm -hmm. to think, this time of year, think about this. This time of year, we are getting fucking yeah. lamb blasted by all these Black Friday bullshit sales, people just coming yep. at you, discounts here, discounts there. And what I realized was happening is that this is advertiser and marketing fatigue. Yeah. People, because I don't know if you've noticed, and maybe you guys can. It's fill earlier me in on this, this year, I feel like, than, than in the yes. past. Like, yes, Christmas has. Like I told you guys, this was shit a month ago, right? This is the beginning of October. There were Christmas lights for sale in the fucking department store. You I can know? tell you as a stalker at Grosh at Target for five years, we get that shit midsummer. Like that yeah. it goes yeah. up so early. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So let let me ask you guys, in your Instagram, well, let's just narrow it down to Instagram. Are you getting an, uh, a, I'd just say, more sponsored advertiser content in your feed? hundred percent yes for me. Yeah, I can't I would say watch. Double. I can't watch two persons' stories without having two ah. ads in between. Yeah. In fact, I've noticed now, if I swipe too fast uh, on an ad, it'll show me another fucking ad. Yeah. Because I didn't. I didn't spend enough time looking at an ad, right? And in the feed as well, you see a ton of sponsored uh, ads. I've seen the same Edgevale pants 60 times a day, every day. And when you click on the link, they've been fucking sold out for six months. 
<laughs> it's like, why are you why are you promoting these things? You don't even have them. Well, you got to think of it from a business mindset because, like, right now is when everyone makes their money. So right now is the mm-hmm. most valuable time to be getting your shit in front of people. Oh yeah, exactly. no doubt about. It. I've, I think that what is going on is you're seeing some corrections in the market and, you know, people are saying it's a recession. I disagree, but, mm-hmm. you know, people are saying, well, we have less money now and all this and advertisers and marketers, their schedules are set for Q4 end of second half of Q4 is where they put, you know, 30 to 40 percent of their annual marketing and advertising budgets into it. Now, a small business such as Housemade doesn't need to do this. Like, I don't need to sell these grinders. It's not a thing. We're in the black already. It doesn't matter. And I think of it in terms of, but my audience or the people who are wanting these things expect it. So we do it and we try to fill that niche. And yes, it's great to, to sell these grinders and make our, you know, jump our revenues up and stuff like that. But it's kind of at a loss a little bit, you know, we're not doing the same margins. So I'm just wondering, like, after I got that message from that particular person about, you know, he didn't like seeing advertising in that group. He hated it. I'm like, okay, well, do you message home Depot? Do you message Amazon? (laughs) Do you you message like all these other big corporate? Of course you don't. You know why? Because they would never listen to you, but you're criticizing the small American made uh, entrepreneur, the I'm guy who. I'm happy when I see somebody small. Guy, I am too. Know? If I see Thomas from Infinite Craftsman uh, yeah. posting something about a new project, I'm like, I got to go support that. Mm-hmm. If I see uh, the gent that uh, created the vacuum uh, pad, um, mm-hmm. what's his name? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 oh. Kuros. Kuros. Uh, uh, Carpenter. Kuros. What the hell's his name? I can't remember. Or D or Devo's uh, w- wood shop, you know the guy that makes all the cutting board. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm thinking like these are the guys I want to support. Never in mm-hmm. my wildest dreams could I ever, even if I like I'm seeing all this stuff on YouTube because you'll notice now on YouTube, all of a sudden have you got I don't know if you guys are heavy into YouTube. I am, but it, YouTube content has been straight shit. Like nobody's posting anything. And then all of a sudden, November hits and everybody's like, hey, I'm dumping all my best content because Mm why? Because we're all sitting on our fucking couches. Let me tell you. Advertisers are paying more per view right now. Oh, that's true. I did hear Bob Tiger say that one time. So my ad revenue doubles in this this end of this period. Go ahead, Brian. I specifically thought about that because now between now and the end of the year is the most valuable time on YouTube. So I have been banking up all of these videos that are produced with Kyle and all the way through the summer, I've been, you know, making my own videos and putting them out and making like, you know, they were decent. Thank you. I appreciate that. But it doesn't hold a candle to the stuff I make with Kyle. In my own personal opinion, the videography is worth, you know, way, way more. But anyway, so I have, I have, I mean, probably eight videos that'll be coming out between now and the end of the year. Do I even have that many weeks? Damn. Damn, that's a lot, dude. But yeah, so I've I've been kind of holding on. I've been holding on to all my good stuff for the end of the year, and now we're like getting up to the end of it, which speaking of all these videos, I have a build-along video. The second second video of this build-along competition thing is dropping. You guys are listening on Thursday. It's dropping tomorrow on Friday, which is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, baby. 
it's been really cool to watch all of these people who are participating because I've been seeing, you know, throughout the process, a lot of people are posting and, you know, yeah. really interacting with it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be really cool to see how this thing finishes. It's good be- turnout. There's a good, good number of folks doing it. Yeah, it seems, I mean, of course I'm not seeing everybody, but I've been seeing a lot of them. So I don't know the exact number of people that are participating, but it looks Mm -hmm. like it's somewhere between like 30 and 40. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with all that stuff. The advertising is, is a bit, you know, turned up. That's for sure. The one thing, maybe a secondary effect that I've noticed though, that's kind of neat is just the amount of stuff that small shops and small makers are creating. Mm. It blows my freaking mind the shit that people are making and selling, right? Like from industrial machines like belt grinders to um, accessories for the packout system to, you know, clothing to, I mean, the, the list is almost endless. And almost everybody sells something now, which to me is such a crazy phenomenon, right? Like the barrier to entry to creating your own small business to sell a product is so low today that you almost do it by mistake. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, like you put something on Etsy and people don't think like, I got a business now, but you fucking do. You really do. I had a guy message me on email and he said, I should look into what happened post-World War II in Japan with small manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And there was a, you can dig it up. I didn't read a ton of it, but what they were saying was, uh, there, basically Japan had to rebuild because of all yeah. the, the yeah. war uh, damage. You know, a lot of these bigger cities were damaged. So all of these outlying towns, people started making things in their garages and their houses mm-hmm. to uh, bring in like it's essentially like a maker style community to yeah. fill the need of many people. Oh, and then cool. eventually that would transform into their their industrial, you know, re-revolution, you know, like bringing it back into manufacturing in Japan. Yeah. I found that really interesting because he likened it to what's happening today post COVID. You know, we had a lot of issues with being able to acquire goods, quality goods anyway. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there's this thing we always talk about micro manufacturing. Yeah. And when you look at uh, the people who are doing it in, um, in the public eye, you know, like Travis from uh, shop nation is a great example. Yep. Uh, he's got a 3D printer farm now where he's making yeah. dust collection uh, pieces ports, yeah. that, you know, ports and things that fit, uh, you know, different saws that you would think that would come with it, but it doesn't, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And now he has 10 3D printers going 24 yeah. 7, making yeah. these Cranking parts. Shit out. Yep. And, and the guy is, uh, he reveals his numbers in some of his videos. Last yeah, year, he's he so did, great for that. $150,000 profit. Yeah. Right. Yo. Dude, I'm Part telling you, time. like, uh, Petrie's Workshop is another one that does the 3D printed, um, 3D printed, like, squares and jigs and tool holders and all that kind of stuff. And 
I don't know his numbers, but I know he's doing pretty darn well. Uh, PWNCNC is one that I've recently been uh, following and, and hearing a lot about. He just put out, uh, if you check out, again, Chris Powell. Chris Powell keeps coming up. Chris Powell's yelling at me saying, why the hell are these knife makers following me now? It must be your fault, Ben Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go follow Chris Powell. Full steam designs, baby. Ah, um, that's true. Chris is, and also Chris's uh, podcast, The Makeshift, with yeah, Corey makeshift. from Odyssey CNC. That's another, another person people man. should be looking out for. Fucking are you watching it. the development, Ben, of his yes. uh Okay, let me ask you something. Don't you look at what he's doing and think he's going to be a major contender? Yes, a hundred percent. Honestly, his price point is good. He's looking at about four K, I think, out the door in the end. Um, but his his goal with that machine is that it will be a metal mill, not not that it will be a wood mill. You know, so his his goal in the end is that that son of a bitch will be cutting metal. And so you'd have a CNC controlled metal cutting lathe, basically. Um, And then he's got other versions uh, sort of in the incubator. Um, And it was interesting. So I was talking to him the other day and, you know, just. Hey, dude, you know, just I reached out to him, I think, just like, man, you're you are killing it. This is so fun to watch. You know, I, and, and I said, did you ever think you'd be selling CNC machines? And he's like, no, honestly, I started this project just to see if I could fucking make one. And he's well, like, that sounds it made... familiar, doesn't it, Brian? <laughs> yeah. It sure he's like, does. <laughs> he's like, it made too much sense to not sell it, you know, to like to not sell it. He's like, so I just started turning it into a business. But um, that's where I'm, I think it's almost by mistake in a way, <laughs> you know, comically saying that. Um, but you, you find yourself in these spots where, um, in spite of best efforts, you try to create something you think you need or want to create. And in the end, the market, as you always say, Brian, the market decides, you know, and and the market's going to tell you. Yeah. The only way that market can pick you is if you share your journey and you document your journey and share it. And I've been doing a lot of that recently now that I'm healthy and back to work on the regular I started sharing content again on the regular. I have found, so you you want you guys interested in hearing my content strategy oh, yeah. and how it shifted how did a little you bit. Bounce back. How how how's the bounce back going? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, so initially, I was doing because of my limited health. Uh, I was taking old clips. And I was using like an app to just kind of create like timed music, uh, you know, kind of bouncing back, going back in time and stuff like that. Those were doing performing very poorly. Like I would say 5000 views or less on each one. Um, And I realized, you know what, people want to watch me work. They they like my, you know, my uh, process. You know, that's what I think most people uh, take away from those things that I've done. And so I started doing these videos again where I speed myself up doing certain things, fixing my TIG welder and, you know, trying it out and all that. And then, of course, the trolls come out, tell me how I'm doing it wrong, which I love. <laughs> and um, and so here's what I did. You know, I'm just going back to that old Jimmy Duresta styles, but, you know, yeah, taking buddy. a video of what I'm doing, speeding it up and showing it. And get this, not using any canned music. I noticed this with TikTok, TikTok. Tool sounds, sounds, TikTok, it's coming back, baby. 
The tool really? sounds are coming back. I love and, shop sounds. Okay, uh, so Johnson you're one of those guys. The king of shop sounds. There you go. Oh. So and 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 Duresta too. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just do this. So I had one pop off on TikTok. I don't know. Got like three hundred thousand views like in the first day or something. I got another Jesus. one. Six point three. Six point three yeah, you know. million views. And that one was a big one. And then so Yawn. I just started doing Yawn. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and but my so my content strategy now is going to be demonstrating and adding. Get this. You know what I'm you know what word I'm going to use, Ben? Adding value value to Fucking my reels. value, baby. And if you're yep. bringing value to your reels, I think people are watching. I think people are getting tired of listening to. Lagrange by freaking ZZ yep. Top and ACDC. They don't want the bullshit. <laughs> fucking call people, me right out there. Bro. People, uh, people I used thought, it too, Brian. Twice. I think people thought, or the algorithm thought, or the fucking czar of Instagram thought, people wanted this seven second valueless bullshit. Mm. But the reality they is, that's, while, I think. that's, I think we did, and it was a good escape, but. I think myself anyway. Saturated. I'm Saturated. I miss going there and being inspired. Mm, like for the past year, statement. I was never fucking inspired by anything I saw on Instagram. But you hit the nail on the head, Brian, and I think it is we're not gonna get past that barrier of seven to fifteen second content. That's here to stay for a little while. But what can change and what has to change is that in those fifteen seconds, you've gotta find a way to provide some value. If that's a how-to, that's a what-if, that's a don't-do or a should-do, whatever it is, you've got to have that nugget in there. And You ready yeah. for this, Ben? Yeah. So I'm I'm trying one minute or less. So if there I can go. get it, Mark. okay, if, if like all the way to you've a minute. You've always been the I, king of the longer form. I, I I definitely like the long form. So and in, the, <laughs> and now's, in today's world... I mean, a minute is considered long form, right? So, it really is, um, yeah. so if you can get your content a minute or less, it's going to perform well, and you bring the value. You you give them something that they can they are interested in. And so, mm -hmm. are you ready for this? The content that I've done in the last seven days—that's a minute or less. People are sitting through it seventy-six percent of the. So they're watching three quarters wow. of it. Okay. Wow. Which is pretty big, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hell yeah. And, and so, and then the other component to this is that it's being saved and shared. So what's happening is shares are Instagram, huge. Shares are huge, and saves are huge. So huge, if you see yeah. a piece of content, you want to return to it later. You hit that little bookmark button. Instagram then says, "I think more people should see this," so they keep pushing it out to the algorithm. TikTok does this as well, so you'll see that. YouTube is like anybody's guess shorts or I'm, I'm haven't done enough on shorts yet to really fully know, but I will say that Instagram bring the value less than one minute shop sounds and you're, you're going to go, but it requires you to do this at least once a day at the very minimum once a yeah. day. Otherwise the algorithm will spank you. Yeah. What about voiceover? I see a lot of people doing voiceover. Yeah. Some of them that have never concise. done voiceover. Oh, it's fucking creepy. Pete <laughs> it is. It is creepy. You're right. But Pete squared, that guy that makes all the 3d printed stuff. Oh, and he he's like a mega shit. brain. He's awesome. That guy. His voiceovers are great because they're so concise. 
This is yes. what I'm going to do. This is how I do it. And this is the end result. Thank but you very some much. people Goodbye. do it like they're narrating a fucking porn video. You know, it, it's <laughs> like, I mean, it is like, and I just love this dovetail and blah, blah, blah. It's like, Jesus, man, you're not petting a fucking cat here. You're making wood. <laughs> hey, you gotta you gotta hand it to them if they're trying. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Anyway, all right, then, let's get away from the, their the... view counts are going nowhere. You know, it's like fifty yeah. fucking views, and before they get three hundred, four, five hundred, it's like take notice, brother. <laughs> You're losing the fucking game here. <laughs> I think that they think eventually the algorithm will be in their favor, and maybe yeah. it will. It's what we but need to be doing. It's what we need to be doing. Anyway, the switch reality, to gears. <laughs> the reality to this is that it's all about good content and yeah. and consistency. So, and and people ask me this. I get this all the time. How did you grow so fast on these these platforms? And I say, the the everyone told me the same thing too. And you you'll hear it all you know by a bunch of bigger content creators and that is consistent good content that's it yep. and it doesn't matter you 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 know whatever you decide you want to do that, those two things will bring you the views bring you the people yeah. bring you the sales and all of that so i just anyway, watched an right. interview with casey really quick and then we can switch Go but ahead. i just watched uh, an interview on rich rolls channel r-i-c-h-r-o-l-l you see the guy's face, you'll kind of recognize him, I'll bet. But it was an inter- interview with Casey Neistat, um, and he talked well, about how – yeah, it's like an hour and a half. I'm, I'm only about a quarter of the way through it, and I, the guy fascinates me. He's just mm-hmm. – he's a really interesting dude. Um, but the guy talked to him about how do you just take like a seven-year hiatus, you know, just fly away from New York, leave your content game behind and everything else, and now enter back into it. And obviously Casey has been one of the biggest YouTubers ever for a, a while now. So jumping back in is probably not that big of a stretch, right? But, you know, the guy's like, well, how, how do you pull this off? And he said, look, I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell everybody, you know, he's like, and it's not glamorous. You're not going to want to hear it. And it pretty much sucks. But all it takes is time and consistent good content wow. <laughs> you know he's like it's going to take time um i i look at uh jay bates just did a video the other day uh and it was ironically enough about him replacing his nas device his network attached storage device and uh he says that this coming year he will celebrate 10 years of making youtube content wow specific to woodworking right and so Jay probably took his show full time, I'm guessing five years ago or so, you know, so it took him probably about five years to go full time, 10 years to become recognized in the woodworking community, but still not recognized in a much broader community than that. Right. So it takes fucking time and it, it takes does. really good, really consistent content. <laughs> yep. and it's it's tiresome so be be ready <laughs> yeah definitely and i think too you know there's certain things you can do to uh, accelerate like collaborations sure. and things like mm-hmm. that but just like anything you got to do a whole lot of it to understand you know what the, what your audience is looking for and you know and you're learning too all in the same 
all in the same breath. Anyway, all right, all right. I'm I'm fatigued on the uh, social media yep. stuff, so let's move <laughs> away from it. And uh, Brian, give me the elevator pitch as to what is happening in your workshop. Well, I'm finishing up a lot of Christmas orders, um, so I guess luckily none of them were, you know, big issue or big, you know, had any issues with them. All of them are through the heat treat and bevels are ground, no cracks, no fuss, no muss. I'm just down to working on handles, which I have all glued up, so all of those will be able to be finished well ahead of time. Um, you know, I've got I've got other stuff that I can whip out real quick, like those... Um, those ones from TR Maker, we can we can make that happen. Honestly, at this point, all customs between now and Christmas, I, I mean, you could you could pay me a hurry up fee, but it's probably not going to happen at this point. Uh, other things going on, I have a trip to Matt Gentry's shop this weekend, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, going nice. to be able to hang out with him a little bit this weekend. We're going to be um, heat treating more of the Baker Forge and Tool Bronze Mai. I got some of that diamond stuff. Ooh, so that's going to be really fun. Going to be going to be treating all those. Also, Matt is getting a boatload of the carbon fiber, so I I'm going to get it into his hands. He's going to be able to show it off, have a little bit of fun there. Um I've got more carbon fiber coming in, more going up for sale. Hopefully I'll be able to do scales which are an inch and a half wide by 6 inches, be able to get more of those scales out because that seemed to be a really popular item. And then yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Um, I guess before we before I hand it off to one of you guys, I want to bring up that the Hustle and Grind podcast started selling these little sticker packs, and it's got the old logo, the new logo, and both of their personal logos. Oh, that, cool! That is a really cool thing. I'm definitely going to pick up one of those sticker packs. Maybe yeah. I mean it, it might be a little bit late to try to do something before Christmas, but I feel like that is I, you know they're stealing our hashtag WFI projects. Maybe we yeah, should we'll steal, steal this ideal idea. from him, from them. Well, I've got news for you. Um, yeah, what's going I, on? I don't know when it's gonna all come together, but um, I'm probably gonna be putting an eco solvent or a UV printer in my quote shop, probably upstairs in the leather shop. That will have the ability to print full color and cut print and cut vinyl stickers. Now, t- what exactly is that? What What it's, are you talking about? I, there was a lot of words there that I didn't it, quite understand. Yeah. It's It's like a total. I won't say pivot because I'm not pivoting my whole business that way, but it's a venture. It's a. It's a. It's. I'm. So I know. I I noted that everybody wants stickers, right? Right. Right. Uh, I recently saw uh, some folks that had gotten a machine, uh, picked up a machine from this company that I um, am getting the machine with. And I was like, man, that is really freaking cool, right? Like it gives, so a UV printer can do uh, direct to object. So let's say you have a a MacBook that you want to put a full skin on. Well, you just lay the bitch on the bed and the printer literally prints right on the MacBook. Right? Interesting. It's an indestructible UV print process that prints this, you know, uh, stuff right on it. So that's one Here's option. Here's a question. Here's yeah. a question. Will that be able to, because you said this is for like stickers and I believe you're talking about possibly shirts. Yeah. How, if, is that just going on to hard surfaces? How does that work? Uh, well, so the stickers would be vinyl, 
Okay. Um, so it'd be pretty much your standard, you know, stickers that you order from Sticker Beat or Sticker Mule or whoever you order from. It'd be the same type of quality vinyl. Uh, then the machine actually prints onto the vinyl and then uh, has a knife that cuts them out um, uh, so that you, you know, cuts them out with a little ring around it and everything so that you can actually peel them off and everything. Interesting. Um, and it's like a 30-inch wide printer with a big-ass roll of vinyl on it and just, you know, prints out these stickers and then you can cut them into sheets or whatever you want or, you know. So if somebody, say, if you were to have stickers for sale, send me your logo, I'll make you 100 stickers, you know, um, then this machine would be cap more than capable of doing that. With a, a T-shirt situation with the... Um, with the eco-solvent vinyl cutter printer, that would be a heat transfer vinyl. So mm. you would print your t-shirt design onto a, a piece of vinyl that's heat transferable, and then you would just iron it onto the shirt. Um, with the UV printer, though, you could print directly onto uh, the shirts and uh, do it that way. But I feel the, like... I feel like going straight onto the shirt would be preferable because I've, I don't know if maybe, I guess back in college when I was making letters for my fraternity, like I was buying the cheap shit. So maybe, yeah. maybe you can yeah. get better stuff. Some of the stuff those... that's out there, it's incredible. Um, and I'll tell you that, um, sticker mule recently started offering shirts and like printful offers shirts, some other, uh, companies that like that you can sign up to integrate with your Squarespace website or your uh, Shopify, most all of them are using some type of heat transfer. That's how they're able to do it so cheaply. They're not setting up screens to do screen printing uh, with all of those shirts, right? Because just the setup fee would be a hundred bucks, you know? Oh, yeah. So, so that's how they're pulling that off. Other than that big machine going in, and who knows when that's going to happen, what else is going on in your life right now? Man, thank you. Good segue. Although Try, I think I created my created it myself by butting <laughs> in. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. So you're that's good. been going on and I've been I've been talking a lot with the folks at this um at the company there and uh, trying to work out uh you know some kind of an arrangement where uh, it would make sense for both of us. And uh, I think we just about got there. And so that that's pretty exciting. It's not in my lane at all, and I think that's what excites me about it. Um I had a long conversation with the Grant Alexander just before getting on this uh, episode. And uh, he was kind of poking around the edges. I really appreciate Grant's perspective because I won't say that he tends to be pessimistic, but he sometimes comes off that way just by his incessant questioning. And I, <laughs> I really appreciate that. I Sometimes I don't get questioned enough. <laughs> um, but yeah. In the shop, I am just finishing up the... I got two aluminum signs that I mentioned in a previous episode that are the bane of my existence, and I'll be glad to get them out of here. Man, aluminum is a bitch. Just a <laughs> bitch to work with. Getting a consistent finish on the face of these fucking things has been mind-numbing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like I'll put the sander over it and I'll get pigtails on one side and I'll get, you know, polish on the other. And so I finally got them. I'm not going to breathe on them. And uh, they're pretty cool. I'll, I'll post some pictures. They've got uh, LED lights inside. So built a little box. 
put the LED lights in there, and then those LEDs can run off of a battery pack or be plugged into the wall. And then they will also be able to be hung on the wall, uh, or they'll be able to just be propped up on like a countertop or desktop or whatever. So they're kind of cool. Kind of cool. Got those. Um, let's see. What else? I've got some aprons in the works. I had an order for a Tyrell edition apron. Oh, nice. Just Good last night. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm stoked on it. Um, and then I've also got an order for uh, one of my standard aprons is the Dark Knight. And a lot of folks ask me what the difference is between the two aprons. Well, there's three now with the Tyrell edition, but between the two editions on my website, the Dark Knight is a little bit different styling. And it has a little bit different pocket configuration thing on the chest uh, rig. But they're, they're very, very similar. Well, uh, the, this person reached out and they were interested in getting a black Dark Knight apron. Yo. Which makes so much freaking sense. I'm like, why didn't I make it black in the first place? Um, and then he also, as well as several other folks, uh, are interested in getting their logo uh, engraved into the apron. And so now that I've got the little uh, Creality diode laser here, I can do that kind of shit. There you go. So. Dude, I want to talk to you about my ideas for one of those leather aprons. Maybe, yeah. maybe we could try a collaboration Let's situation. Let's do it. Let's do I, it. My Christmas thought, is coming, you know. It is coming. It is coming. Sharp I mean, Santa needs of, to get lots of leather on. leather laying around here that that uh, would fit both of you guys. In fact, I was just thinking about that this morning. I was thinking about you guys while I was showering, and uh, <laughs> you know that aprons would make assless aprons would be a really good Christmas present for me to send you guys. So here's here's my big idea for one of these aprons. Obviously, you know you need pockets and you know have all of the things that you normally use. Yada yada yada. Yeah. But one thing that I want to try is like have a hot shoe connector right on your chest mm. so that you can have a little rig so you can basically rig your phone up right there, right in your line of sight, POV style. So when you're grinding uh, on something, making cool. YouTube videos, you can have the like my eye views instead of trying to be over my shoulder yeah. or from the side. You can have that right over top. That's a cool idea. Like even you don't use a GoPro, do you? No, or but I feel like or something. Yeah, we, we could get a combination. We could get what a combination if... of a hot shoe on your chest, maybe yeah. off to one side or the other, and like a rig that we find that will It'd be, be able a, to technically put it up. a cold shoe, right? Because it wouldn't have power. Yes. Oh, I I don't know the difference. I'm hot sorry. Hot shoe is it with power? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what, what about this? <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> think through that. You're right, this Ben. Is... But what about this? Hold on, Brian. Think about this for a second. What if you embedded? Uh, a, a little small plate of steel in yeah. the in the apron, and you used a frog pod. As yeah. You know. So the frog pod has magnets in it, and yep. it would hold your your shoe for your camera. So I love, love the frog pod. However, if you're standing in front of a grinder, I feel like your grinder dust or that steel dust would just absolutely uh, mound up on all of those. You're right. You're right. It would, but who gives a shit, right? Well, I let mean, it let it mound up. Except for when it rusts on, and then you've ruined your frog pod. Well, they're cheap, and Tom Tom's got to feed children. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. That's true. But yeah, let's definitely so talk do, about that. Um, I do in all of my well, not all of them yet, but starting with this batch, I will probably just integrate it in. But 
with the Tyrell edition in particular, at your thigh, there is a pouch to hold a microphone pack. It has a hole to where you can run the cable inside the apron. Whose idea and was this, Ben? This was yours, and then I <laughs> came up with this. This is brilliant. And then so, I brilliant concept. So and then I include some Chicago screws and some little leather loops, so you could replace two Chicago screws uh, on the apron itself with these little the ones with the leather loops, and that'll keep the cord sort of attached to the apron so it's not when you take it off it's not getting in your way and shit um, but then it comes out up in the middle of the chest rig pocket and you can pull your uh, lapel mic up there so if you've got a wireless mic pack it's perfect but i also been working with chris powell on um a hammer loop idea the problem with a hammer loop on an apron is that it's not a belt <laughs> um and so the weight of that hammer really throws your apron one way or the other typically right and it makes it just miserable honestly because all of a sudden if you put it on the right side your right shoulder is just getting janked down by the by the uh hammer so what i came up with was to make the hammer loop itself sort of modular so it's it's either going to have snaps or it's going to have uh chicago screws which are just screw posts that screw together and then you could then wear it on several different leather bars, essentially, that I put on the apron in certain places. So if you wanted it, say, at your hip in the morning and on your on your back belt in the afternoon, you could do that, right? The, the hammer loop is sort of a, a module that can clip on anywhere. And then that's kind of led me down to other ideas of little tool belts you could clip on and different shit like that. But I have possibly a dumb question. No, so what is what is your strapping situation like is it is it the x on the back or is it yeah. one loop that goes around your neck and one loop that, um, that goes around your body so i do a full x back with a with a cross belt and i've i've worn an x back i've worn the y back i've worn the the uh waiter style with just a loop around the neck to me, the X-Back gives you the most versatility, the most adjustability, mm. and the most support, except that most folks don't add that extra horizontal belt. So I started just adding it by default. You, you get it. If you want to use it, you can use it. If you don't, you don't have to. But in my opinion, its ability to sort of pull the sides of the apron sort of around your hips, if you will, it's it's so great to have that extra support um, when you bend over uh, with just the X back and no belt, you get shit falling out of your pockets. You get shit flying everywhere with the belt on. I feel like I don't lose nearly as much shit nearly as often <laughs> when you bend mm. over. Um, so I include the yeah, I include the uh, extra belt. And then, like I said, I've, I include instructions. If you want to use it, you can use it. If not, don't worry about it. Just leave it, you know, use it for a dog so collar. The reason why I ask is the one that I had made by my leather guy is it? it's one of those waiter or weight, weight yeah. staff or cooking style where it goes around your neck and around your back. And I had him put a disc, a quick disconnect on the, on the loop that goes around your neck. Yeah. Because a lot of times I'm wearing a hat, I'm wearing, you know, headphones, yeah, I'm wearing my respirator. And like, if I'm taking it off to go outside, you know, let's say, 
you know, I got to go outside to talk to a man about a horse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's a quick way to get the thing off and throw it on my bench or wherever and go yep. do what I've got to do and be able to come back and not have to take off all of my PPE. It's to not put back easy on a... to get out of them. You know, in fact, Dennis yeah. Tyrell and I had that discussion even like with the X back. So I do trigger snaps, you know, just swivel, swivel snaps on the ends of uh, both of the shoulder straps and the belt. And the way I recommend with the X back is I always just get out of it on the right side. And so I just undo that right side shoulder strap and I undo the belt strap and then I pull it up and to the left and I'm right out of it. Uh, but a lot of folks I've seen, like they're, t- they're undoing all the snaps in the back and yeah, it takes you 15 minutes to put this shit together, you know, right. but interesting. I spend interesting. more time making, the strap system for my aprons than I do probably the actual apron, to be honest. <laughs> and I'm making it out of, you know, 12 to 14 ounce uh, veg sand leather. So it's, it's fucking harness grade yeah. shit. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's big shit. But. Speaking of big anyway. shit, Brian house, how's that Apollo forge coming together? Oh, it's, it's coming together. We're, I just poured the last, what I believe to be the last prototype of the forge door and today. And, um, yeah, so I bent it into shape on camera and then I poured the refractory and stuff later, but it's, you know, I've, I have to come to some compromise with the forge doors because, you know, I need to get this thing produced. And I, at this point, it's like, you know what, the revolution evolved over time. And as much as I'd like to do the whole barn door style, you know, double door thing, the concept is good. It works. I have a working prototype. It's very uh, labor intensive to make. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I got to pick, you know, I can't do everything. So I'm like, you know what? If I make these metal flat doors that people bend into shape themselves, they pour the refractory, they last. Yeah, yeah, they'll do it themselves. Uh, it's a simple process. It takes about five minutes to bend the door by hand and you use a hammer and yeah it's actually not that bad like if you follow the steps correctly it can be done in like five minutes and then you pour the refractory and then in a day or two you have a a hanging forge door that will last a long time uh and but depending upon how much you use the forge of course so i i look at it like this we're going to sell those separately too so you can buy those later if you want and then in the plan set you're going to get all of the files to create the half doors if you want so you'll be able to pour your own doors using the 3d printed molds you'll be able to get and i've had numerous people reach out to me and ask me for the my files you know uh (laughs) And as politely as possible, I have turned them down and I have turned down everyone. And and I'm going to just say why right now, because and I thought it was pretty obvious why I just, you know, I felt like a dick saying no, because some of these people spent money with me. Mm. But here's what I don't want to have happen. If I release this intellectual property and I see someone reproducing my work. And again, I am not saying that Mm -hmm. if any of these people would do this, but somehow that file would get out of their control into someone else's hands and then they're making it and whatever before I release the Apollo, it would destroy my friendship with that person. Oh yeah. 
I would have well, a very difficult time. Separ- you know? Exactly. I would have a very difficult time separating myself from, and that person would not have done it intentionally, and it wouldn't have been that, but I would have, I would be enraged because mm. the amount of time, energy, and money that I have put into this process. And they're like, well, it's just your, it's just your 3D printed files. It, it, yeah, I mean, you're going to give them right? away anyway. Yeah, you're just, you're going to give these away in the plan set anyway at some point. Mm. And I, what I've tried to convey, right, with the purchase, and I'd be happy to give some of these files away over time as the project evolves or whatever, but that project has not launched yet. Mm. So the problem yeah. I have with it is it's intellectual property that has not seen public view. You've seen the end product, but not how it's made or the actual digital product. And yeah. if I do that and I were to see somebody releasing it or I were to get out and it would affect my launch because that would affect my launch. Certainly. I would I would it would it would be a destroy it would destroy my friendship with that person. And, and I don't want that. So I would I'm asking people like stop asking me because like I'm not giving you <laughs> yeah. those files. I'm not For releasing sure, anything. I'm not, you know, and I because I'm such an open person with my content, I think people confuse that I would just give them something because it's just a file. It's just a thing. I don't think they fully understand the gravity of what I'm doing because, yeah. you know, a lot of people are interested in this project and the amount of money that I've been dumping yep. into this and then to see it like get released by someone else or someone else just yeah. you know happens to forward that email to someone <laughs> an accident and uh, you know it gets out because i already know people are sharing my revolution files for free i know people have gotten it for free and and built my machine and duplicated and sold it without mm-hmm. uh any of it and those people are, are blacklisted. They're blacklisted for me. And, and, and I've just, and you know, they ask me a question or they want, you know, want me to be a participant in something they're doing and I cannot get it out of my, I cannot separate that. You fucked me over. Right. I'm sorry. You fucked me. And I cannot absolutely will not accept it because as much as I love free markets, I hate a thief. Yeah. I hate it. I don't like it. So, when that happened, I realized I got to keep this stuff really close to my chest. Otherwise, it could happen again. Now, once the project launches and it's out there for a while, I get it. People are going to be sharing things well, and whatever. It'll trickle I can't stop and People that. will make changes and modifications. And you're, yeah. you're in a very DIY industry, right? Where people fuck yeah. around and make forges and forge doors and grinders sure. and all that shit all the time. So there's a certain expectation that I'm sure you carry with you that, yeah, sh- shit's going to get, you know, closely duplicated. But, <clears throat> um, but like I said, we also live in a world where you can almost mistakenly create a fucking business these days <laughs> or very intentionally create a fucking business very easily and do it off the back of someone else's hard fucking work. And that's horseshit. Yeah. That's absolutely And I have horseshit. a problem with it now because I realized how much of myself I've put into it. So it, sure. it's, if, if, I felt, if I felt like it was easy to come by, I would just give it away because it's just like somebody, anybody could do this. All of the, every single component of this thing that I've designed from scratch was very difficult and very costly to do. And then to see somebody just like replicate it and sell it. And then, you know, I had one guy replicate my grinder, sell it. 
and sell multiple of them and then shit all over it later right. and then and do it publicly and yeah. and it's like and then and then no kidding after i read all of his comments and i think this person listens to the podcast and it, yes it's you in the in the comments was shitting on my project Jesus. and then asking me for help in the dms sure. 24 oh. hours later yep how about Ben and I start on WFI projects? Yeah, let's make it quick. Pick one or two, and then we'll move over. Dude, so is. Brian Hunt, Hidden Rose Forge, is absolutely killing it with these steak yeah, knives. I'm, I'm not sure if they're steak knives or if they're hunting knives. I bet you you could use them for both. He's got this this batch of five going. They're four and a quarter inch a piece. Oh, that's back. his steak knife set, I think. Yeah, I figured. I figured, but yeah, I was I was basically going to roll that into his giveaway or not his giveaway, Sorry. his um, his fundraiser. raffle fundraiser his raffle. Yep. because you know as we know we've brought it up a bunch of times. His daughter has the you know the stuff that she needs done. They need money for it because insurance decided to absolutely screw them over. Go and support him. Get yourself some steak knives. Get yourself you know some you know chef knives from him. He does absolutely fantastic work, <clears throat> and this set is a fantastic set. Hey, maybe it's something you can get somebody for Christmas. Make it happen, guys. Good idea. There you go. Good idea. In Rose Forge. Oh, go ahead, House. I have one real quick. I want to shout out um, Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks. Awesome, Uh, dude. Reaper Metalworks, all one word on Instagram, and ReaperMetalworks.com. So if uh, you're not familiar with Bobby, he's like helping me moderate the DIY belt grinders group on Facebook and does a great job there. And he's also a regular contributor. He's always tagging WFI projects and he put out a, um, just a plain red G 10 handled knife. He's kind of like developing his own style. Uh, I, um, I I don't know what this style would be called. I guess it's, that's why he's doing it this way, but he's got a very, you know, he's got the clip. It's not really a clip. What is that? Like a sheep's foot? Not even a sheep's foot. I don't know what to put it. It's like, it's like a, almost like a very um, angular uh, tip on a lot of his knives. And he's kind of developing this, this style. So when you see work like this, you can see, you can see that it's his work, but Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks, we appreciate you. He's also a patron of the show. Thank you. And um, man, uh, I wish him all the success. He's like just one of the nicest guys um, and he's funny and he doesn't have um, yeah. a weird sense of humor. He's like got a, like the same kind of sense of humor as us, you know, kind of dark yeah. and funny and stuff. Like so that. you're saying and he, he does be. have a weird sense of humor. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's weird, but yeah, maybe everybody yeah. else does. But Well, yeah. and he's recently made so, uh, several posts, you know, just reaching out to folks, letting folks know like this shit is hard to fucking do. Give yourself a break. Take care yeah. of each other. Um, you know, beware of your mental health, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love and that just shit. that stuff is so meaningful. It, it always catches me and I, and I take a deep breath and go, fuck, you're right. Holy shit. We do need to give ourselves a break. So um, reach out to Reaper if you have a problem you need him to solve. <laughs> <laughs> Any question at all, reach out to Bobby. Just He'll let him know. For you. Put all your troubles on Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I need a therapist. I'm Speaking pretty sure troubles, Bobby's going to be my next therapist. That's it. Yeah. Right there. The the abstract ba- blacksmith has some troubles. He's got a bit of an ear infection, and he can't hear a thing. 
Um, but <laughs> besides that, he's making a press. It looks yeah, like. Dude. I was going to bring this up because I love his, uh, he has shop ADD, right? Like, yeah. He's <laughs> around he reminds me of me, man. I got 16 fucking things going. Brian's laughing <laughs> because he knows it's true. Oh my God. Then Cohen walks true. into the shop and pulls out one piece of steel and walks out at the end of the day with that same piece of steel and he worked on it all day. <laughs> But here's what he does. He gets like everything mostly done, and then I, and, oh, and then yeah. he like moves on to another me. thing. But hundred and ten percent me. Over time, he finishes it, and it's like awesome. His shit is like amazing. So this press, I know, is going to just be awesome. And then he's like, "But I got to finish the two by seventy two because you know he's yeah. building the revolution yeah. too. So he's got like all these things. And by the way, I'm not shitting on Lando because of the uh, I he's got a full-time job and a family and like all this other stuff so when I say he has like shop ADD it's just because he's busy as hell yeah and um and you're and right he's great. got ear infection and all kinds of shit I love Lando so much and he's always he's always I love to follow his journey he's always doing fun yeah. shit well and he just has he's got a great sense of humor too that just he's I'd love to He's actually the meet the guy. I've ever met. Yeah, I'd love to meet him in person because I'm sure it's just a barrel of fucking laughs all the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. You know, and just just jackassing around half the time, and it's just one of those guys that just are always up, always on. And I, I love those kind of people. Really cool. For sure. Well, Brian, it's an hour into the podcast. You know what that means? Yes. I had so many submissions for dad jokes this week, but I had to pick. Uh, the my fun the funniest one. I I basically run these past Brent and Sarah now during the week. I'm like, and if nice. I get a good laugh from them, then I know this is a solid one. And uh, let me just pull it up so that I don't screw it up and don't do it by memory because this was sent to me by uh, Nate Walpole, of course, Walrus Steel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we love Nate and his his dad jokes. Okay, so uh, I found a wooden shoe in my toilet. It was clogged. (laughs) Simple and effective. I'll bet bet Jeff Fader really loved that one. The eye roll. I can hear the eye roll coming from upstate New York or wherever he lives. Peaksville. Peaksville. Hudson Valley, maybe. It's it. Uh, All right. So um, we we do have a submission. Crafty Man Forge, who works for the United States Postal Service. We appreciate you during this very difficult time, Crafty yeah. Man, for you. Um, uh, you're going to be uh, sore at the end of the day, I would imagine, from delivering all those packages. Uh, for an after-show topic, he would be interested in any advice about posting to Instagram. Now, we uh, we already sort of covered that today, or and he, but he wants to go into other platforms as well. He's basically looking for tips on recommendations for editing and posting programs that work oh, in conjunction with IG, TikTok, and YouTube. Okay, so what he what he's hoping is is that basically creating reels or vertical yeah. content. How do we do it, and how do we cross post, and what software do we use? And I have a very good Let's answer for that. Our setups, yeah. And we're gonna do that in the after show. And if you're not familiar with the after show, it's uh, something that happens if you're a patron, you can actually join our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash work for it. And for as little as $10.80 a year, you can join in. 
Uh, we have two. I did. Count I did. them. I did. Two. If I can do it, anybody can. Ben has is dumping his hard-earned money into this. <laughs> Uh, we have two more patrons. This, this actually one more patron. Uh, yeah, okay. We we announced Walter last week. Walter Vaughn. Uh, but Raleigh a boy. Raleigh a boy has uh, a boy. I'm I'm assuming it's it's A B O I is his last name. But um, Raleigh what? has followed my work for many years, and he signed up uh, to join on a, a to a patron. He loves the the podcast. Raleigh, we appreciate you for yeah. signing up for that and you'll get a chance to listen to our answer in the after show and um i in fact will name one of the one of the people who has pissed me off this year Ooh, did he piss you off show. more since you've been talking about it is that uh, i'm, I'm gonna going throw this here? person right under the bus so they're still at it i take it huh <laughs> <laughs> no no i i'm just getting a lot of trolls lately and i think it's yeah, the holidays man, everybody freaking wants to troll the shit out of we me. all get we all get grim reaperfied this time of year you know Changing uh, i appreciate the, the interaction and the engagement on my social media so listen i know you guys are out there working for it i apologize i got emotional on today's show and then i got angry anger is a common human emotion and if you don't deal with it talk about it let it out nothing will ever change so remember this time of year all you got to do is one thing to your fellow humans. call the reaper call them out <laughs> tell them the they're reaper. assholes no 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 don't do that be kind it's free you can be kind you can you can uh, care for your fellow humans during the holiday season we appreciate you on to the after show mofos mofos